welcome to The Catholic Journey. This is Deacon Pat coming to you from the Sacramento Diocese. And gosh, what a beautiful, beautiful, I was going to say a spring day, but it almost feels like summer. But actually, I'm going to say spring because it's not that hot. It's just perfect. You know those days where it's warm, you walk outside, you look up, and it's a beautiful blue sky. There is traces of white clouds that kind of um, just kind of scatter and spatter, you know, in the sky. And it's just a beautiful thing to look at with all the different shapes. And and you can let your imagination just run wild with what you when you're pondering what those things could be. It's also kind of a a reminder of just uh, just the greatness of God and in his creation. But it's a beautiful day here in Sacramento, and it's Divine Mercy Sunday. And for many of you, you went to church last night or you went to Mass this morning, and you were able to reflect a little bit about uh, Divine Mercy and God's love and his forgiveness and his greatness and how he's always drawing us to come closer. Well, I had a very special weekend this weekend, and any of you listeners that have been listening for a while, you know that uh, we left Idaho a few months ago and we've been in Sacramento for a while. We've been looking at different parishes, um, trying to find one that we thought would be a, not only a good fit for us, but also one where there was a need, uh, where the community, uh, that there was a vibrant community, but that, that there was a need and uh, needed uh, some extra support, some clerical support, but also something that maybe was in line with uh, the gifts that Liz and I <clears throat> have um, that could maybe help augment what the, they're already doing. So we had looked at many of the parishes around, and there's many beautiful different ones. And then we had one in mind that uh, we thought would be a good fit that we would like to uh to be a part of that community. Now, that being said and done, it doesn't just work that way for a deacon, (laughs) at least not in the Sacramento Diocese. It's up to the bishop, where the bishop will assign you. And, uh, you know, it that really has a lot to do with his prayer and his discernment. And also a bishop knows his diocese. He knows his churches, his parishes. He knows different communities. And um, I think he has to use his discernment to put you where he feels that God is calling him to, to place you. So that being said, it was up to the bishop to where I was going to be assigned. And, uh, and uh, I went to a meeting a few weeks ago at the diocese, and I met the vicar of clergy and also the gentleman who runs the diaconate program. Wonderful, wonderful, nice gentleman, holy, holy, holy gentleman. And we talked a little bit about uh, being assigned to a parish in the diocese and how that works. And and I, um, in a nice way, kind of pled my case on where I'd like to be. And they reminded me, and I already knew this, that it, it doesn't really matter, you know, what I say or what I want. It probably does in some regards, but it really, it comes down to the bishop. And deacons are called to be obedient. So even if we're placed in a parish where maybe we don't think that would be our first choice, we have to be open, our hearts and our minds, and to open to really the trust and, and uh and really being obedient to a bishop that he knows best and that uh, and that he's going to place you where um, where you need to be, even if that isn't where um, you might think you want to be. 
um, there's always opportunity for growth. And I think most of us know that through examples in our own life. Well, that being said, um, believe it or not, um, I'm lucky enough. I, I think it's luck or if it's prayer or I'm not really sure, but I was assigned to the parish that I was hoping to be assigned to. So um, this weekend was a very special weekend because I was just recently formally assigned. So it was my weekend to start meeting some of the parishioners there. And uh, there's a wonderful uh, pastor there, Father Mitch, and uh, and he thought it would be a good idea to have me preach at all the different masses. And so it's a very busy and active parish. So they have a, a mass on Saturday evening, and then they have three masses on Sunday. And I got to tell you, you know, even though I've been serving for, gosh, what am I finishing my 11th year? Still a newbie, I guess, in some regards. Um, but um for these priests that uh, have these larger parishes and they have, you know, three, four, five, six masses on, on the weekends and they preach at those and they have to uh, cel- be the celebrant of all of those. Boy, I have a respect for those because what did I do? I just, I wasn't even the celebrant, you know, I'm because I'm, I'm a deacon, um, but, but I did preach at them. And so I had Friday night mass and then I had three back to back on Sunday. And I got to tell you, preaching um, four times in a row um, is a task, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was great. It was, I feel very humbled and, and I feel honored that I was able to do that. And on what a special day, it was Divine Mercy Sunday, to be able to be introduced to the community and also uh, be able to spend a little bit of time in front of them. I think one of the great things about being able to preach as a deacon, because really the, the primary preacher for a diocese is the bishop. And then, you know, he delegates this authority to the priests in different parishes for them to become the shepherds of those of that community. And, and that is then the primary preacher teacher to that community is the priest. And then every once in a while, um, depending on who the pastor is, they'll ask deacons to preach um, for a variety of reasons. I think once in a while, I think they need a break from preaching, but I also think it's an opportunity to get to know, um, or actually for the parishioners to get to know who these deacons are. Um, By preaching, you share quite a bit of yourself in regards to your spirituality, at least with the parishioners. And I think that was quite an honor. But um, so it went very well. I met lots of different parishioners today. It's a very thriving parish. It's St. Anthony's Parish in Sacramento. And um, just wonderful, wonderful, loving parishioners. And so I'm happy um, to be assigned to that parish, at least for now, and, um, and to be able to slowly become part of the family there as well. Well, I preached a homily today on Divine Mercy, and I thought I would share that homily with you. Um, I bet you had a wonderful one already, but for some reason, if you weren't able to attend Mass, or if you're not Catholic, but you listen to this podcast, and you'd like to hear a little bit about Catholic spirituality, and also really about the Divine Mercy uh, that Jesus gives us, that uh, here's a homily for you. So I'll jump right in. As many of you already know, today is the Feast of Divine Mercy, or better known as Divine Mercy Sunday, which was instituted by St. John Paul II on April 30th of the year 2000. However, the origin of this day began in 1931, when a young nun, St. Faustina, saw a vision of Jesus with rays of mercy streaming from the area of his heart. 
Christ told her to have an image painted to represent this vision and to sign it, Jesus, I trust in you. In a series of revelations, Christ taught her that his mercy is unlimited and available even to the greatest sinners, and he revealed special ways for people to respond to his mercy. Yet the real question for all of us here today is this. Do we really and truly understand Christ's mercy? When we look at the gospel reading, Jesus appears to his apostles and says to them, Peace be with you. They were not at peace. They knew Jesus, they believed in him, but they were not at peace. And in the second reading, we hear our Lord say, Do not be afraid. Why would we be afraid? The only reason we would be afraid and not at peace is when we are not trusting him. So here are some questions that maybe we should ask ourselves and ponder. Could it be that we don't fully believe? Could it be that in our heads we know, but in our hearts we often don't accept? Could it be that we don't want to let him in very close because we know that it will probably do something to us, something that will require a change in our lives? Is that why we at certain times don't let him come very close? Are we sometimes afraid to be vulnerable with God? Listening to the Lord's words from today's scripture, he tells us, Do not be afraid. Be at peace. We are also shown how the Holy Spirit breathed upon the disciples and how they are given the authority to forgive sins, our sins. And when we really know that our sins are forgiven, that is when we can be at peace. That is when we have nothing to fear if we truly believe in the promises of our Lord. But do people actually believe in the promises of Christ? Do they actually believe in the mercy of God? Maybe this issue has much deeper roots. Maybe they don't even believe in their own dignity. Maybe they don't believe in the forgiveness of sin. Maybe they don't believe that God really loves them because they don't believe they can be loved. But what does our Lord do? He comes to us and points to his heart. The rays of love flow from his heart depicting in two different colors, the waters of baptism and the blood of Jesus Christ. These symbols represent the Eucharist and baptism, the covenant and the celebration of the covenant that each one of us has entered into. And related to this, there is also a reality that is more profound than anything in this world. It is the reality of the true and real presence of Jesus Christ in the Blessed Sacrament and the actual reality of having our souls cleansed of sin through confession. When we kneel before a priest in confession and hear those beautiful words of absolution, we should walk out with the knowledge, the unshakable knowledge, that our sins have been removed from our soul. They are no longer there. The mercy of God is greater than anything we can do. That is what our Lord wants us to know. That there is nothing we can do that is bigger than Him. He wants more than anything to forgive our sins. Yet, many do not go to regular confession. 
and some estimates state that only 20% of Catholics even fulfill their yearly obligation of going to confession. Why? Why is it that so many don't take advantage of the healing sacrament of confession? If we are one of these people, maybe this is a question we should ask ourselves and pray about. Jesus said that it was because of his love and mercy for us that he gave us the sacrament of confession. And St. Faustina records Jesus saying in such a beautiful way, Daughter, when you go to confession, to this fountain of my mercy, the blood and water which came forth from my heart always flows down upon your soul and ennobles it. For every time you go to confession, immerse yourself entirely in my mercy with great trust, so that I may pour out the bounty of my grace upon your soul. When you approach the confessional, know this, that I myself am waiting for you there. I am only hidden by the priest, but I myself act in your soul. Here the misery of the soul meets God solely with the vessel of trust. If their trust is great, there is no limit to my generosity. In conclusion of today's message, let us remember that in confession, our sins are forgiven for all who believe and are truly contrite. That is our Catholic belief. And it is in the utilization of confession and believing in the promises of Christ that ultimately brings us healing and peace. Jesus is reaching out to each one of us here today. The question we should ask ourselves is, will we draw near or will we keep backing away only to keep him at arm's reach? Why don't we all choose today of all days to accept Christ's mercy into our lives? Why don't we all vow to accept his forgiveness, to believe in him, to start believing in our own holiness, and to believe and know deep in our hearts and our soul that God loves us, that he truly, truly loves us. Amen. Well, that was the homily that I shared with the parishioners today. So you be the judge. <laughs> you have this new deacon that walks in. We don't know what he's like. Father introduces him. Actually, Father, he's so funny. He, his, his, what he wanted to do was he wanted me just to uh, show up at the masses, serve the masses, um, be there, um, and purposely not let anybody know who I was, and, and, and then for them just to get to know me a little bit. Uh, how I serve on the altar and to hear uh, my preaching and then to at the time of the conclusion of the mass he would give his announcements and the very last thing he would do was to say well you're probably all wondering about this deacon up here no he's not a visiting deacon he has been assigned to our parish and then he told a little bit about uh, myself you know it's funny coincidence or not i don't know if i believe in coincidences but you know father uh, mitch last year decided to start a missionary an annual missionary um event 
and uh, he searched all over for different missionary options or exposure options. And he finally settled on um, taking a group to Guatemala. And in the whole country of Guatemala, where did he choose to take the group to and to establish a new routine? Was He took them to San Lucas Talamon. And out of the whole world and all the places you could go, from Central America, South America, to Africa, he chose the exact country and exact town that Liz and I had frequented over the last 10 years, and that's where we did our year of missionary work. Funny, kind of mind-blowing, isn't it? <laughs> so um, I feel we feel like we have a deep connection just with that in itself. We have a uh, united calling and love for the special people of San Lucas Talamon in Guatemala. But uh, anyway, so thanks for taking a listen uh, to the podcast today. I hope you spend some time um, investigating um, what Divine Mercy is all about and some of the special indulgences that you can receive if you say the certain uh, prayers um, that are that go along with today, along with going to um, confession and, certain, like I said, the certain prayers. And, and um, I hope you can investigate that because it is just beautiful, the promises of Christ and what he shared with Sister Faustina and what he makes available to us in regards to... Um, really the peace of understanding his mercy and uh, how we can really grow in our own holiness with God's help, the help of his graces that he shares upon us. So I hope you have a beautiful Sunday and uh, always remember to keep God close. Don't keep him at arm's reach, but accept him with open arms and bring him in close into your life. You will be forever just filled with his love and happiness by doing so. Well, God bless. Have a wonderful Sunday, and I'll see you next week. Signing out from the Catholic Journey.